Welcome to this talk from Emmaus Road, a church with congregations in Guildford, Woking and Aldershot in the UK. To find out more about who we are and what we're up to, please visit us online at EmmausRoad.com. I can't find you, but I'm assuming somewhere in here are my very helpful assistants, so if you could... Oh, there they are. These guys have been amazing. Can we have a round of applause, my very helpful assistants? They are now going to very subtly set the stage. All you need is there. Um, As you came in, kids, who got a colouring page? (gasps) Who has already finished it and who has saved it? Joel, you got one? You, You finished it. Okay, that's helpful. Anyone not finished it yet? Oh, okay. Well... That's okay. Basically, as I tell my story I'm about to tell, there is a little picture for every part of my story. So as we progress through the story, you'll be able to see what's coming next, and you'll be able to do an amazing picture. And then afterwards, who's going to show me their awesome picture? Yes? I know you're in there. I know you're going, yes, I will show you. Okay. Right. So, oh... He's got his legs the wrong way round. Just going to swap them over because that can't be comfortable. Right, okay. So, this story is actually a collection of stories. Some short stories, you might say. And we start... (laughs) There's my hooves. We start and we finish. And in the middle, there is a garden. As you can see by the beautiful balloons, plants... Anybody guess what that is? No, don't tell me. Don't tell me yet. Okay, so who's ready with their pictures? You got them ready? We are going to start here, right here. Actually, we're going to do something before that. Can I have my memory verse up? Part of the challenge, which I didn't stick on the egg because it was just too beautiful, was this scripture. This is one of the most exciting scriptures in the Bible, I think. Let's read it, shall we? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Hmm. Guys, did you understand those big words? Did, anybody, did you understand them? They were quite big ones, weren't they? Okay, we'll start at the beginning. Will, for God so loved the world. Do you know, at the very, very beginning... A bit like our challenge, where Tally made the beautiful egg. God made this beautiful world. There we go. This is one we made earlier. God made this beautiful world, and he made it for you, and he made it for me. He didn't just make it for Adam and Eve. God sees all time and all space. He made it for each one of you. And I'm not just talking to the little ones. I'm talking to the big Tall ones too. He made it for all of us. God so loved the world. There it is. All of that. Night and day, fruit, rocks, spiders, doggies, handprints, flowers. He made it all. But he knew we were going to break it, didn't he? He knew. And you know what he knew? Even before he made us. He knew then. He knew he'd have to have a plan. And so this is where it gets exciting the plan went into action. And we are going to start our plan. I did go for a hands-free microphone, but it's, it's not happened, so you're going, to have to, you're going to have to bear with. Okay. Started with some 
donkey's hooves. <gasps> oh, okay, here's your sound effect. You ready? a bit more excited than that, okay. <laughs> yeah, right, donkey's hooves. Do you want to have a go? I know, I just love his little face. Okay, so God so loved the world, did he send a donkey? Hmm, what do we think? Who did he send? <gasps> Jesus, he sent his very, very own son. Because do you know what? If he had sent just anybody, then actually that wouldn't have been enough to save us. He needed to send his very own son. And as we go through the story, I'm going to explain why. But we start with donkey's hooves. In, in um, Zechariah, it says, Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble. Riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. Now, I don't know if you've watched many Disney movies, but what do we reckon a king usually rides? My first thought was a horse, but then I was thinking, Aladdin, elephant, right? Now, bear with. Jesus, God's son, part of the whole process of making the world. He was there right at the beginning. He was there before he was Jesus. He was God's son right at the beginning. He made the world. So everything in the world belongs to him. So I feel like an elephant wouldn't have been a stretch. I think he could have done it, but he chose a donkey. And do you know why he chose a donkey? He chose a donkey because donkeys are for people who are not very rich. They are not for kings. They are not for princes. They are for people who are poor. And so Jesus wanted to come and he wanted to come humble and he wanted to come gentle because he didn't want you to see a king who is going to lord over you and rule the earth. He wanted you to see a gentle, humble friend who was coming. And when people saw him come, they recognized him. They knew he was Lord and they shouted, Hosanna, Hosanna, come, come Lord Jesus, come. We praise you. Victory is yours. And you know why they shouted that? Because they wanted results. They saw a king and they wanted results now. How many people have prayed a prayer and been like, dear Lord Jesus, please can I have? And then a week goes by. And you don't have the answer to your prayer. And you're like, but I prayed. I need it now. But actually, God has his own timing for things. But he wants us to remember that he comes gentle and humble because he chose us. He didn't choose to be a terrifying, big, elephant-riding Lord with lots of armor. He came gentle. So then we move on. We move on to the night before. And here we have a bowl of water. Now, in this story, I need my firstborn child. Come on, child. <laughs> there we go. He said to me, only for you, mum. Right, now, as you can see, he's lovely and tall and lanky, and that's because he's very good at sport. 
which means his feet what? I'm sorry, my love, but it's true. Can you take your lovely stink holders off? (laughs) I love you. You're so amazing. So here we come to the night before. And Jesus has just had a meal with all his friends. And afterwards he comes. And the Bible, it says, he longed to show them the full measure of his love. He was desperate to show them how much he loved them. And so he got down on his hands and knees and he wrapped his towel. Well, he took his jacket off, but I'm not wearing a jacket, so that's not going to work. He took his towel and he wrapped it around his waist. And he said to his disciples, come on. Yeah, yeah, you've got to take your socks off. That's not going to work. Sorry, front row. <laughs> you don't, sorry, sorry, no, I'm going to hear it later. Um, he said, take off your shoes and socks because I am going to wash your feet. And do you know what they said? <gasps> you can't wash our feet. You are our Lord. You can't possibly wash our feet. But I tell you what, Jesus wanted to wash their feet for two reasons. Well, I'm sure more than that. But two reasons that I can think of. The first one is because, can we have our stinky feet? There you go. Oh, yeah. Look at that. They wore sandals, and so their feet got really dirty. It would be like the combination of jumping in muddy puddles and then, like, maybe going to the beach, mix some sand in there, maybe some, like, dead fish. No? Maybe a little bit of mud, just, you know, between the toes and up the toenails, like really cement that in, and then maybe some sun to, like, crack it all together. That is what their feet would have been like with sandals. And so Jesus was saying, I am not coming as a big, giant Lord who is going to make you serve me and make you do everything I say, but I am coming to serve you. I'm coming to love you. And so, you can sit there if you like. You have to wiggle forward. And so, let's twist that. He told him to wash their feet. It's not warm, sorry. (laughs) I might have put ice in. No, I didn't. I didn't. (laughs) So, he washed their feet. But there was another reason why he washed their feet. In those days, when you passed your inheritance off onto somebody, you took off your sandal and you gave it to them. And so them taking off their sandal and immersing their feet in the water would have been like them saying, I'm giving you my inheritance that I have. And we all know that. What is our inheritance? We come from a broken world. We're broken, all of us, even now. Like, there's things in me that is difficult. There's things in me where I get it really wrong. There's things in me where I'm hurting. There's things in me where I'm naughty a lot. And actually, Jesus took that sandal off and he put their feet in the water to clean them. Stinky feet, all nice and clean. And he did it to serve them. But he also did it because he wanted to take away that inheritance of sin and that inheritance of brokenness. And he wanted to give them his inheritance. Now, you're going to make my trousers wet, but it's okay because I love you. Let's double up. Come on then. 
thanks, mate. And as he, as he dried their feet, what he's saying is, I've cleaned you. You're now clean, and you're now ready for my inheritance. And you know what Jesus' inheritance is? Jesus' is inher- Jesus's inheritance is that he is the son of God. And so that makes us sons and daughters of God. You're all done. Well done, mate. Round of applause, Amos. <laughs> what a legend. Right, so then we move on to the next part of the story. Just start waving at me if I'm taking too long, Peter. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the next part of the story is in a garden. So we're in the middle and we've come to another garden. And look at these. I love these boots. These are my favorite. But right now they are soldiers' boots. And we've got some more sound effects. Look. A bit underwhelming, sorry. Um, But those are soldiers' boots, and they came to get Jesus. They came to arrest him because they were so angry that he was trying to give everyone hope, and he was trying to change all the rules and change everything, and he was trying to make them see that they could have hope in him rather than having hope in their leaders, and they didn't like it. So they were like, you need to go and arrest him. We've had enough of this nonsense. Take him away. So they sent so many soldiers, loads of soldiers. They came with their stompy boots to get him. And when his friend, oh no, wait, before, I, I have just had this revelation of this. You know when you read the Bible and you skip past bits, I just saw this the other day and I was like, wow. They come to the garden, Judas kisses him on the cheek, and then he says to them, who are you looking for? And they say, Jesus of Nazareth. And do you know what he says? I am he. And the minute he says, I am, they all fall to the floor. Have you read that bit? They fall to the floor. Why do you think they fall to the floor, guys? Do you think they got dizzy? Too much marching? No. Do you think they um, forgot their lunch? And they thought, oh, quick, let's eat some grass. No. Do you think they, um, um, shoelace undone? Shoelace? No. Do you know what I think happened? I think the minute Jesus said, I am, they had a wave of God's spirit and it knocked them down because do you know who I am is in the Bible? I am is the God of the Old Testament and the New Testament, and the now. He is the God of all time. And Jesus was saying, I am. I am God. So they all fell to their floor. And then he said, who are you looking for? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And then he goes, why have you sent all these people? You could have arrested me any time. What do you need all these legions for? And the truth of it is this. He says, do you think I cannot call on my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? Jesus chose to stay. He chose to stay in the story. He could have been saved by legions of angels, but he chose to hold out his hands and be arrested. But before that could happen, Peter was like, no, 
this cannot be the end. And he got his sword out to attack and he hit someone with his sword and they got hurt. And Jesus says, no, this is not the way it's going to happen. I am a God of peace. I come in peace to heal and restore. So then we move after the garden to the very, very sad day of the cross. Jesus was put on the cross and he what you know what he wasn't held up by ropes and nails do you know what he was held up by he was held up by love he chose to stay on the cross people on the floor were shouting at him I thought you were the son of God come on get yourself down get all your angels to help you come on show us what your power is and he's like no I am staying because I love you And he knew about you then. He's not just saying, I love the people in front of me. He is the Lord of all time and space. In each one of these stories, he is choosing you. And then he died. And he said the most powerful words in the whole Bible. He said, it is finished. The story of that section was finished, but... We know that's not the end of the story. That's actually the beginning. Because then, after he died, I was supposed to have my shoes off for this part, excuse me. Okay. After that bit, they took one of my fancy ones. You could have got the plain ones. Crikey. He took, they, they took him to the tomb and they wrapped him in a linen, something like this. got my feet in they wrapped him up in really fine linen and they laid him in a tomb and they rolled across a stone because they thought that is the end but you know what in the morning when they came to the tomb they came in and Jesus was gone oh my goodness and you know what was left what was left was the linen Jesus wasn't in it anymore. It was empty. So then, I've just forgotten a really important part. It's all right. We can jump back, can't we? If the Lord knows all time and space, we can wriggle around too. I need need a big stone to go in front of... Look, my tomb! But I need a big stone. Where's my stone? I feel like the stone should be here and it's not. Okay, guys, I need some help because you can't hear me. Everyone needs to shout tally really loud at the same time. Ready? One, two, three. Tally! Oh, there she is. Oh, well done. Round of applause for Tally. Here she comes. Oh, you're not supposed to show them that bit yet, but that's okay. Don't work with kids or animals, they say. So they put Jesus in the tomb and they rolled the stone, which is completely plain, across the tomb. (laughs) And they thought that was it. But in the morning, they came. The women came. Because the women we know, don't we? The women came. They came to the tomb to anoint Jesus. But the stone had rolled away. Oh. 
And we realize that all that was broken is broken no longer, but not through our own power, not by us trying to be good, not by us trying to fix things, not by us trying to make things better, but actually it's by the cross. Jesus took the burden. He perished so we wouldn't have to perish. He perished and took the pain and the sin away so that he defeated death. That is the promise of eternity. It might be hard to grasp right now, but the promise and the hope of eternity, he took away the sin and diseases on the cross. So the disciples came. Disciple! I feel like the disciples ran. The disciples came. They ran. And they just, and they, got your herbs? You got your herbs? Yeah. Um, (laughs) They came to anoint Jesus. This is not supposed to be funny, this bit, guys. They came to anoint Jesus. But the stone was rolled away. So what are we going to do? Um, I feel like we should. Okay. All right. Okay. No, you have to say that in the microphone. What? Have a little look. Have a little look. Have a little look. Okay. <laughs> so let's see if Jesus is in the tomb. Go on then, Willow. Have a little look. <laughs> Come on. The tomb. Well, it was empty. This tomb's not empty. This tomb represents the fact that he has risen. He's risen. <laughs> Jesus rose. He def- He defeated death. Death has been defeated. All right, we're not going to play with those yet, guys. It's a bit premature. So, all right, behave yourselves. Everyone sit on your hands. Come on. I actually mean it. Sit on your hands. Come on now. I've dealt with more tricky ones than you lot, I can tell you now. So then we come to the garden and we come to this amazing moment with Mary. She's gone into the tomb She's not found Jesus, but she's not got the revelation of it yet. She doesn't know. So she's looking. She's so anxious. Where is he? Where is he? She sees a man coming towards her, and she says, where is he? Do you know where he is? Have you moved him? And do you know what he says? Well, he says something. But then he says, Mary. And in that moment, she knew that was her saviour. She knew he was alive. And I want to tell you this. At every, I'm sorry, it's really late. At every part of this story, Jesus chose you. At every part, on the cross, he chose you. In Gethsemane, he chose you. When he washes your feet, he chose you. When he rode a donkey rather than an elephant, he chose you. When he was in the tomb, he chose you. And as he stands in the garden, he looks to you and calls you by name. He calls you by name. In the Bible, it says, my sheep know my voice. But it also says that I know each sheep by name. He knows your name. And you know, sometimes it's really hard. It's really hard when you're in a 
really difficult place. But actually, I just want to spend one moment in silence. And I just want you to listen for a moment and just hear him in your heart calling your name. So we're literally just going to be completely silent other than a high percentage of the children for 10 seconds. Just kids, you two guys, we're all going to be really quiet. Hands together if it helps. We're going to close our eyes and we're going to listen to Jesus calling our name. I want to say to you today that Jesus loves you with such a deep love that he stayed. I want to say that again. He wasn't held up on the cross by anything other than his love for you. And I have no doubt there's people here who have never said to Jesus, I'm going to stay too that I'm going to stay in the story and that every story that I walk, I'm going to choose you like you chose me. And so I just want to say right now, if you've never said that to Jesus, if you've never said, I choose you, and you would like to do that today, today the day of resurrection, today the day where we grasp hold of the hope of eternity, then I would just like to ask you to stand up now. It doesn't matter if you're two or 92. You can stand. Are you standing up, mister? That's amazing. If anybody else wants to stand up, you stand up right now because it doesn't matter that this talk had balloons and water and donkey's hooves. Jesus is calling your name. So if you want to stand up, you can stand up. I'm going to say a quick prayer. And then afterwards, if you wanted to pray that prayer with me, then I would love it if you came and told me afterwards so that I could pray for you. Okay, let's close our eyes. Lord God, we thank you that you were the beautiful gardener that made all of creation. And Lord, even though sometimes we are really naughty and we get it wrong, and even though sometimes we don't have any hope in our hearts, Lord, we thank you that today is the day that we are full of hope. And Lord Jesus, we ask you to come and fill us with your Holy Spirit. And we say that we want to walk with you every day of our lives. And every story that we have, we choose you. We ask that you would be with us now. And every day forward, in the name of Jesus, amen.